What's happening, guys? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. <clears throat> Recording this on Thursday, September 1st. Welcome to September, I guess. Um, I'm actually really excited for September. So, guys, <clears throat> implementing the things from the book Traction, not even all the things. I literally took one thing from that and one thing from a friend of mine who gave me an awesome suggestion and created a system to help our sales team generate results fast. Okay, like, like it's, it's actually happening way faster than I thought. I never expected something this extraordinary. Uh, three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days, we've gotten three sales. It's, it's like so simple, right? Now, here's the thing though. They aren't all full sales. One guy put down a deposit and uh, <clears throat> he agreed to pay the rest this month, September, um, at some point. So guess what? I'm going to be following up with that guy like a crazy person. And then <laughs> another guy put down a deposit and then changed his mind. And the third person paid in full. Okay. So we have these three different scenarios. Um, I'm okay with calling all three of them sales. Why? Well, because all three of them gave us money. All three of them put money into our bank account. Thank you very much. I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm actually really happy with that. And I think this is a principle of the universe. Okay? Um, I People tell me I have the, the Midas touch. I disagree, but whatever. I have had a lot of success in my life. And I think a lot of that is because I'm super grateful for anything that I receive. Like, legitimately grateful. I don't look at a tiny little deposit as like, oh, oh, that means I only get, you know, after expenses and after, you know, commissions and this and that, I only get like a hundred bucks. I don't look at it like that at all. I look at it like, heck yeah, our sales team did enough to make the person give us money, right? Like that to me is huge. So now, okay, what made him change his mind? That's the question. That's the thing we got to fix. No problem. I already know how to fix it. I already know a solution to how to teach it to the sales team. I already taught them a couple things. And hence, we got another, we got a nice sale, a full sale. So I, I think it's very, 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 very doable. Uh, three days. I'm just baffled. I'm, I'm completely blown away. Three days. <laughs> three sales in three days. And so, uh, anyway, I know that there was one other guy that was supposed to be a, a sale and I don't know what happened to that. So I'll have to be looking into that. I'll be asking about that today. So fun. Um, I just realized I started this podcast and I drove by the dumpsters on my way out of the campsite and I have garbage in my backseat. <laughs> it's starting to smell. Dang it. What am I supposed to do with this garbage? Uh, I know what to do with it. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Anyway, <clears throat> so these sales are great. Um, and I'm really excited about the future because of this. Um, because, I mean, goodness gracious, we have so many phone calls to make. It's un- unreal. And, uh, and we're just, we're plowing through them. But there's so many more. There's so many more. And so... Um, anyway, I'm just excited about all that. Um, 
what else was there I was going to say about this about this traction thing okay so at the end of the book traction oh, excuse me they actually have a how you know step by step what to do first second third because it's not actually in the order of the book the order of the book is meant to explain things in the most in the easiest way in the best way um but the the actual uh order of execution is different and so the first order of execution is actually creating what's called an accountability chart and i'm a fan of this i'm a big fan it's basically an organization chart with a clear set of roles per person so if you've ever seen an organization chart you've got like the ceo at the top and then you've got all of his board members beneath him and then or, or whatever and then they have people underneath them etc it's it's the classic corporate organizational chart and it's the <laughs> it's the chart that people laugh at because they say a corporation is a pyramid scheme because it looks like a pyramid right and and I, i'm not disagreeing with that but the point is is an accountability chart is that <laughs> that pyramid chart with the difference being specifying what roles that particular position has so you don't put in the names first you put in all the positions then their roles now plug in the names and man that's been really fun i'm only about i don't know a third of the way done with it uh, because i've been really thinking hard about roles and how to how to do that properly and of course i'll have brian and travis they'll have to sign off on it but uh it has been extraordinary because it puts organization to it the other cool thing is is i found a cmo to replace me because i'm no longer the cmo i am now the cio the chief integrating officer i love that by the way i'm totally okay with it um, and I did it. I, I took my own title away and gave myself a new one because I can. <laughs> um, and so now I need a new CMO. I need a chief marketing officer. I need somebody to take over our marketing and to be amazing at it. And I knew, I know exactly who I want. And I had a plan originally on how to integrate him into our company. And, um, well, I basically tossed it out because... My, my partner, Travis, has really crazy good ideas. Um, and he had one the other day. And it was something that I have been thinking about for a long time. And I think Travis just saying it out loud really like made me say, okay, we're doing that. And that is to start YouTube ads. Now, I don't know the first thing about YouTube ads. So I reached out to the guy who I've envisioned being our CMO. And I said, hey, do you know anything about YouTube ads? Guess what? He does. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, in October, I want to run YouTube ads. I want you to run YouTube ads for us. What is that going to cost? Right? Like I, and I explained to him we're, we're, we want to transition you in as a CMO. He already knows all this. He's actually going to be an exclusive marketer. Him and his team are going to exclusively market us. That's what I need. I need a marketing team just for our company. And if you really think about it, if you think about other companies out there, any company, like, well, any big-ish company, they have a marketing department, right? They have like a whole team designated just for marketing, just marketing. And then they have a separate team designated just sales. 
And I think I want to mirror that because that those two things right there is the is the heartbeat of the business. It's the pulse. It's so important. Everything else, including fulfillment. Fulfillment, I'm not saying is less important. No, no, no. Super important as well. Just typically requires a smaller team. Typically, fulfillment is a little bit easier. In this case, it totally is because I've actually created systems and processes surrounding fulfillment. And all I'm looking for in fulfillment side is two things. We need a director of education, which I kind of have one, but he can't be full-time. So I don't know what to do about that. And then we have, uh, we need a coach for phase one trading. James is going to be the phase two coach, obviously for Forex. He's actually, James Leone, if you don't know who I'm talking about, um, he's actually going to be implementing like a Q&A type session. So not just trading sessions, but Q&A type stuff um, on Friday nights. And so that'll be fun. And that'll, that'll help. That'll basically do what I've been doing. And then I'm going to turn my pod uh, strategy session. I'm going to turn that into more of a pure, a peer led mastermind for pod. Um, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> and then phase one, I want someone else to do the Wednesday night training and the call reviews or the, the trading reviews and stuff like that. I, I'm just, I'm up in the air with who to do that with. Um, I have some ideas, um, but still waiting on that. And then we have this need and fulfillment for somebody to just be the relationship person. And I already know who I want to do that as well. And like, this is the thing guys doing this accountability chart. I know who I want in these roles, these, these positions with roles. So I wrote out the positions. I wrote out the roles for each position. And then I thought, who do I want to do that? Who do I think has strengths in that area that could benefit both us and themselves. And I figured it out. I've mapped the whole thing out. All I have to do now is just continue to clarify those roles. I'm not totally satisfied with what I have down. That's why I said I'm about a third of the way done. I'm going to be going through those roles quite a bit um, today, actually, and, and making sure that they're all very clear, very, very clear. So I'm really excited about all that all that stuff. This is all from a one book that has been sitting in my library for years. I think it's probably been four years because I heard it originally from a guy. His name is uh, Rick Mulready. Um, Rick Mulready is an ad, a Facebook and Instagram ad expert. Um, <clears throat> basically the meta, the meta brand, the, the new Facebook to meta brand, anything underneath that umbrella dude is an expert at <coughs> specifically for coaches and course creators. And so me, when I had the guide marketing, I was a coach and a course creator. And that was, that was my go-to podcast. Um, yeah, it was just my go-to podcast. It was amazing. And Rick already knows what he's doing. And obviously he does because he read the book traction. Um, and he recommended it like 10 million times. And I'm like, Ooh, I better put that in my library. And then I haven't listened to it until now. Everything is in its own timing, and I don't think it would have been it would not have been helpful until now. So, I think it's okay. But um, once I'm done with the accountability chart, um, huh? I, I forgot what the next one is. I think it's the uh, oh, excuse me. Um, I think it's the vision tracking issues list. So they call it a VTO. I think it's vision 
tracking objections, objectives, and issues. I don't know, something like that, VTOI or something like that, whatever. They have a lot of acronyms. <laughs> the point is, is the next thing that I want to do is uh, really focus on issues and meetings. <coughs> oh, no, that's what it is. Meetings is next. So there are uh, so many meetings. And the thing is, I hate meetings. If you talk to Brian and Travis at any point in time and you ask them, hey, does Zach like to meet like on Zoom? Oh, no. That the They will know the answer is heck no. Zach hates meeting on Zoom. If he could help it, he would have no meetings ever. Um, now, I know that that is not very effective. As a team and as a company, we have to meet frequently to make sure everything is taken care of properly. The challenge that I have with meetings is not the meetings themselves. There's two things that I, I challenge with it. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Drop my air freshener in my car. So two challenges. Uh, one, I have a challenge with... Um, meetings and not being really well organized and tangents within the meeting and it just ultimately feels like a big waste of time like a one hour meeting could have been you know 30 minutes or less and and that's the part that I don't like I don't like wasting time number one <clears throat> number two I have so much other crap to do I hate <laughs> being on a meeting when I could be doing all this stuff and getting it off my to-do list I like to complete things I like to complete tasks and the more meetings I have, the less tasks I can complete, and that's the other reason. But what if, here's a thought, what if I had less tasks? Well, guess what? I'd be more okay with meetings as long as they weren't a complete waste of time. So, <coughs> I am working on meetings next after the accountability chart is done, um, agendas, overall agendas for meetings, as well as like how to lead it. And I also want to express to my team, no more tangents, period. Because tangents are nothing more than a waste of time. Like, majorly. There's going to be a nice structure, including going over issues that we're experiencing and, and brainstorming solutions. I'm okay with brainstorming, throwing out ideas, you know, those kinds of things. But when it's a random tangent that just goes off and... I think the book had a really good example. It was like... <clears throat> it was like... Um, you start out with the issue of, hey, we're not delivering this product within two days. Why is that not happening, right? And so then somebody's like, oh yeah, we've been working on that for years. And somebody else is like, yeah, no kidding. John down in shipping says it's impossible. Yeah, well, John forgets to send out this memo every time or whatever. And then, yeah, and you know what? I think there's a lot of people not using the new stationery, the new letterhead. And now all of a sudden we're talking about the stupid letterhead, right? <laughs> I know it's, it seems silly, but that happens all the time. Even when I was in the corporate world, it happened all the time. As a business owner, it still happens. We start talking about one thing, and next thing I know, we're talking about this other massive thing. And, and this just happened the other day. We're on a meeting. We're supposed to be talking about our new meetup ideas. Uh, Meetup is a platform, by the way. If you didn't know, it's a it's a platform to meet people in real life, uh, like for business purposes and presentations and stuff. So we want to basically host little mini live events. Is the idea? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. And um, I totally forgot my cough drops too. <coughs> we have to get some more. Anyway, so Meetup. Uh, we're talking about that. We're 
brainstorming ideas for it. And all of a sudden, somehow, it turned into the lack of sales over the last two months. <laughs> and like, I can't believe we, we haven't gotten that many sales in the last two months. And I'm like, wait, are we talking about meetup this time? Or are we, are we shifting this agenda? This is why I don't like meetings, guys. This is exactly why. That, what, what? Why, how? <laughs> Stay on topic. Um, so anyway, we're going to be restructuring that to hopefully mitigate that problem. Uh, thus streamlining effectiveness and efficiencies. Um, if we can streamline that, meetings can be so much more efficient that we can <coughs> cut the times in half and then talk. And then if we need more time to talk about other things, other issues, great. We have it now. It's a huge deal. Huge in my opinion. Um, plus it would allow me to get back to my to do's. Now, of course, the goal is for me not to work in the business, me, Brian, or Travis. There will be occasions that we have to, obviously. Like right now, we're very heavily involved in sales, and I still am working on fulfillment uh, and all my other responsibilities. So, um, and trading. I'm trying to trade among all that. <laughs> and so, it's like, I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of things happening there, and meetings are just not something that... I can afford right now. Like it needs to be very, very clear what I'm doing every day and stuff like that. Anyway. All right, guys. Blah. I've, I've blabbed enough. Obviously I would recommend the book traction. Um, I forgot who it's by, but it's really good. <coughs> not totally, not totally applicable to everyone's business. Some of the things they talk about in there. Um, but I mean the vast majority of it, the, the principles behind the things are all applicable. It's just sometimes the way that they want to execute are not. You know, sometimes too, <clears throat> they talk about marketing in there. You know, to have your target market, very classic marketing advice. Have your target market, have your USP, which is unique selling proposition, like what makes you different. Um, have a, a, an offer, they, they just call it a proven process, and have a guarantee, which is a form of risk mitigation for the person investing. Okay, and and, that, and it doesn't have to be risk mitigation. Part doesn't have to be a guarantee. Um, we have one, but I'm just saying it, it's those four principles are very very bland in marketing. They're very like duh. I I think. I mean, if if you've done any kind of marketing research to the extent that I have, everyone gives that same advice. That is not different. I didn't. I was not, I was less than impressed from the book with that. But what made me really laugh, <clears throat> they were talking about the proven process step, which is your offer, okay? You need to have a proven process. You need to have an offer. And the offer has to be proven, right? And so they're like, in this proven process, you know, you need to have, <laughs> like, a, you name it something, like, let's say your company is ABC Company. The ABC Company difference is what we call it. Or the ABC process. And, and it's like... <laughs> I'm like, seriously, that's the best you can come up with. Instead of worrying about the company's name, why don't you worry about the result? The job killer strategy. Where did that name come from? Our company's not called the job killer company, right? No, the strategy, the, the names that for our processes that we come up with are based on the results that they provide. Pips on demand. Our old company name was Convert on Command. It was an ad agency. <clears throat> the name expresses the result. 
that is a powerful thing. So I was laughing at, at the marketing advice a little bit because the four principles, totally applicable, totally good. But they do like such the classic crappy marketing for, for a corporation. And then they were talking about like the slogans, like, like we, we do it first and we do it the best or (laughs) it just makes me laugh because it's so bland and blah and everybody does the same thing. And, uh, I'm like, why would you do that in marketing? Like that is not the way to do it. It's so, it's so funny that they, anyway, that's the only part that I, I was like, seriously with this book, (laughs) everything else though, I think is super applicable. And of course those four principles of marketing are obviously crucial. Um, it's just their examples were, were crap and the way they explain it was very bland. They don't even go into details as to how to develop those things. And that's, that's where I kind of laughed a little bit, but anyway, our marketing is doing just fine. Obviously, we just got three sales in three days from the leads that I've been pumping into the system. Um, so it's it's just <clears throat> let me talk about one more thing. <laughs> tangents, talk about tangents. Um, <laughs> so one more thing. A lot of times in companies, there's a marketing team and a sales team, and they usually point fingers at each other. <clears throat> okay, so if uh, <clears throat> if marketing is not producing sales, right? The marketing team is looking at their leads and they're like, huh, are these high quality leads? I don't know. They look at the sales team and they're like, hey, are you guys selling anything? Like, you guys need to do better at selling because these leads, from what we can tell, are awesome. And the sales team, if they're not making sales, they go, hey, marketers, you need to send us better leads. And it's this constant back and forth and pointing the finger and who's to blame for lack of sales. That, my friends, is a complete load of horse crap. That is stupid. (coughs) It's not the way to do it. The way to do it is the exact opposite. Blame yourself first. So if the marketing team goes, hey, you know what? I'm not sure if these leads are really high quality because there's no sales happening. Maybe we ought to implement some things to get higher quality leads. Maybe we can talk to the sales team to get feedback on what it is that they're, they're finding the leads are lacking. They go and talk to the sales team. They say, hey guys, uh, I noticed not a lot of sales. So what can we do to get you better leads? Like what what are these leads doing that make them not qualified? Well, now the sales team, instead of just jumping on that and being like, oh yeah, these guys don't make any money. Instead of just jumping on that, maybe say, you know what? I wonder if our follow-up and outreach could actually improve. And if it could, you might not have to change anything about the leads. Let us implement something on our side first, and then we'll let you know. But as of right now, most of the people coming through have bad credit. If you could just put some kind of filter in there to help with the credit situation, that'd be sick. See how both teams can work together by taking extreme ownership? In this case, luckily, I'm involved in both marketing and sales. I'm that bridge. I'm the one to say which one is good and which one's bad. I have put in filter after filter on these leads based on salespeople telling me, hey, these leads suck. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, let me put on some filters. And guess what? Our lead cost is super high, <clears throat> super high, higher than we've ever had for a business. It's like 35 bucks on average, 35 bucks a month or uh, per lead throughout the month. $35 is pretty high, guys, for a lead. 
um, from Facebook. That's, that's pretty high. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, um, whatever. You know, if, if it improves the quality, it makes us more sales, so be it. So now we have this ad campaign giving us $35 leads and uh, <clears throat> it still wasn't making sales for two months, but I looked at the months before that that I didn't change anything and guess what? Tons of sales. So if the ad didn't change, nothing changed with the marketing at all. And we look at four months, two months had a ton of sales, two months did not. What's the difference? What changed? What's, what's happening? The reality is Travis stopped calling people, to be honest. Okay, he's, he's our best salesman, but he's not super passionate about sales. And so, you know, he naturally, he wants to do things that he really wants to do. And so we decided, let's try to train other people to do these sales. And during that process, we did not make a lot of sales. Um, that, that said, <clears throat> there's a lot of mismanagement there too. We were not properly managing these guys in terms of the sales team. And that is what I'm improving this week. And in three days, ta-da, we get sales. Isn't that interesting? So the lead quality wasn't bad at all this entire time, right? Because if it was, we wouldn't have gotten these sales. So it really had everything to do with outreach. Now, is that to say that we can't get better leads? No, there's always room for improvement. I even have some ideas surrounding that. But the point is, is it's, it's important to recognize where's the real bottleneck. Where's the true root cause of the problem of lack of sales? Is it the leads? Is it the message? Is it the audience? Is it the offer? That's, that's the marketing side. Or is it the follow-up? Is it the sales process? Is it the skill set of our salespeople? How are they selling people? What are they saying? Right? These are things that have to be asked to find the bottleneck. <clears throat> I discovered that the bottleneck was a complete lack of follow-up. This has been our bottleneck for months. And so I said, let's uh, do that. And that's, that's all we've done this this week, three days, <laughs> and we're getting sales from it, directly from the follow-up. It's just amazing to me, and exciting to me. I'm, I'm thrilled with it, actually. Um, but uh, anyways, guys, okay, I've talked to you here all for 26 minutes. Thanks for listening, as always, really appreciate you, and uh, looking forward for the day, and um, can't wait to talk to you guys next week.